to a brand new episode of Injury Time, a football podcast that takes a closer look at the beautiful game in India and across the world. Taking you through the next few minutes, talking about the beautiful game will be me, Naveen, in the company of Sandeep. Hello. Sandeep, what a week we have had in football. Yes, a lot of stories to talk about, so let's get right to it. Yeah, to begin with, Indian football, the national team has its duty when the FIFA-friendly date comes by on September 3rd. They are and up against Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico yes. And this time the game is in India, they don't have to yeah, do much of so travel the, also. Yeah, the game's in India, it's in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, quite a few MLS players in the lineup for Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. exactly. And, and uh, what we have heard from the sources in the AFF is Constantine will be lining up his first team. Which means players who are out on duty with pre-season duty with the ISL teams and also those guys busy with the Calcutta League and uh, with the clubs like Mohan Bagan, East Bengal and the guys here in Bengaluru FC who are preparing for the crucial AFC Cup game will have to report for their national, national duty. Uh, yeah, if, if that's the case, good. I hope they do that because uh, it'll be nice to watch a full full you know you don't really want to see your national team play without your top players so. exactly and this season in particular you don't have any of the big qualifier matches because india is already through to the next stage of afc qualifying uh, by virtue of winning the playoff game against laos so the only way you can keep the national team busy is through this qualification through friendlies which will be yeah up it, and it's very important that uh, you do keep your national team busy, mm-hmm. which has been, which is something that we've talked about for ages, exactly. especially under Wim government. So used to you be barely just, had any matches. Yeah, there. I was very vocal about my mm-hmm. part of it that we are not playing enough matches, and when, once in a while when they actually do play matches, you look rusty, you look without ideas because you're not playing much, and you know, or you know, doesn't have any team building as such. So. But looking much ahead into those <coughs> crucial AFC Cup, uh, Asian Cup qualifier matches, do you think Constantine would like to use this opportunity to test a yeah, few more players? As we spoke recently with when we had Sidhu over, uh, the, he, we, he still doesn't have a is clear it? 11 in his mm-hmm. mind. So playing these matches will help him get there and he'll have substitutes. That Azari looks like a good player who can maybe an impact substitute. You have Udanta who can do the same thing on the wings. Sumit Pasi. Sumit Pasi, but he's been starting mm-hmm. off late. So Robin is now fit, maybe a few matches under his belt. He might come back into the national team picture. So let's look. We, we both know Constantine is a huge fan of Robin. Exactly. For his work ethic and the Definitely. physicality that he brings. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll see. Anyway, it's good that they're playing. They have to play. Mm-hmm. And most of the guys are also keeping themselves fed because they are busy with the ISL teams. Teams have flown out. Most of the ISL franchises have flown out for pre season. Speaking of ISL, uh, really two two really really big signings uh, with uh, Diego Forlan. Forlan and one is expected in a day or two. Yeah. So we just hope a big name comes by. So uh, talking about pre season, teams are out. Yes. How important is it to go out on a pre-season and not be I, I actually don't, I I actually don't know. Maybe they have a, a different kind of conditioning over there. Or they you think teams going to Italy, Spain, yeah, Dubai Technical for that expertise, matter. maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more over there or maybe better facilities. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't think you have to go outside for pre-season. Because you see a team like Bangalore FC who concentrates... But, yeah, but they go outside only to play friendlies. Exactly, but friendlies the pre-season is particularly in Bangalore. They don't move on. Yeah, so they how, don't have how, to. How much does that help? Or does I'm, it help I'm not really sure. It just seems to be the trend which basically I think we are following the English model or European football in general where they keep travelling abroad and playing. For them it's more of a marketing thing and mm-hmm. as well as pre-season. So maybe that's the model they're trying to do what, whatever works so, that, so long as they're playing. Mm-hmm. This is even, as long as they're active, mm-hmm. it's fine. And 
this being about the big teams, the Indian Super League teams and Bengaluru FC who's preparing for the big AFC and Cup match. Yeah, so a little you know segue down. There's a Ozone FC. Another Bangalore team. Another Bangalore team who's uh, played won the Super Division, so they'll be heading into the I League two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have made some really big signings, big some big statements with the signings with the likes of Colonel Glenn. And now they have Chika Wali coming in. The both former of Mumbai them, FC guy. Yeah, both of them played in the I League. Colonel Glenn was a World Cup. With Trinidad yeah, and Tobago in 2006. 2006. I think it's 6. Mm. I think. Mm. Okay, whichever way he's a, you know, a World Cup player. A World Cup player. So, and this is a Super Division team who's going into the I League 2. So that's Making a major, big signings. major statement from their part. And they also have... Another thing about Ozone FC, they have a lot of local players in them. Uh, and Jose, one, one other guy yeah, who we were following for quite some time. Yeah, time. I've been talking him up for a while. He's a good prospect. He's actually on loan from Sporting, that's what I understand. Uh, I think it's a two-year deal, so I think he's should still here. Should yeah, stay, stay around with Ozone for the league. He, when I spoke to him, he was very happy to be here. He had some really good uh, goals-to-game ratio in the Super Division. But this uh, season, especially in Super Division, was coming on the back of a... Very bad injuries and recovering from a really bad injury and then coming back into no actually into he suffered an injury I think in 2013 he had dual fracture in his mm-hmm. uh, shin bone mm-hmm. uh, shattered both of them uh, sorry uh, yeah and uh, it took him I think maybe a year year and a half which made him miss the following se- following two seasons yeah he missed quite a lot but mm-hmm. and he was like 18 at the mm-hmm. time so now he's then he went on uh, sporting he was at sporting for one a full season then he came back to Bangalore. Uh, so he is someone uh, who we should keep a keen eye on. He's, he's represented India throughout, you know, the age, group the age teams, groups. Yeah. Exactly. Played with he's one of the guys Shankar Sampanki Raj also, if I'm not wrong. I'm not really no, sure no. if he's played, played Shankar. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's someone, one of those guys who got lost in the shuffle, unfortunate mm-hmm. injury and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, he's talented enough to come back. At mm-hmm. least I hope so. Mm-hmm. Talking about sporting the club that Anto Xavier is contracted with, Sporting has moved, jumped guns and written a letter right away to FIFA. Yeah, so uh, the I-League ISL merger, which uh, was not... Lo- Things have like- not gone down well with yeah, the Yeah, it's not clubs. gone to the liking of the I-League teams and uh, rightfully so. Mm. Uh, there are, you know, I guess AFF has their hands tied, but I-League clubs have every right to be not happy with whatever suggestions that they have come up with, the I-League mm. suggest- ISL, I-League merger suggestions. So they have written directly to FIFA. To uh, help them out, we have to see how if they respond or when when they respond, whichever may be the case. But uh, it's one bold move from their part. And a news that came in very gutsy move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the news that came in yesterday was that AFC and FIFA have started today. Today exactly. Yeah. The news that came in. They're doing this in the middle of the night. So timing. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. The news have come in that AFC and F- uh, AIFF have now joined hands to. F- form to structure Indian football yeah, so it's a very vague press release you can't make yeah, at the moment we really don't know like, at least I from my perspective mm-hmm. don't really know what exactly is it them suggesting or is it uh, step, AFC stepping, stepping in. in and helping them mm-hmm. out uh, you know with the roadmap and stuff so mm-hmm. let's uh, wait and see is this a ripple effect of the letter shooted up to, to FIFA I am not sure because that happened a couple of days ago like yeah. two days ago uh, this came today so could maybe be, could, could be, be. Could, no, maybe they were already having talks because it's not very easy to have a, you know sit down with the AFC people. Yeah, so exactly. I think it must have been in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. So that can only be the answer to that question can only be given in the future days when things can clear out a bit and we have a concrete plan. Yeah. Which the AFF will present. Uh, yeah, in future. they they have to do it. They're, they're mm-hmm. going to do it in two years. Yeah. So they have to have. It's like we can't plan for you know 
next year we have to plan for 10 years ahead exactly so but from something not concrete to something concrete the premier league in england mm. going great guns the second game week done by and you had you had some great matches isn't it yeah yeah some the really first good friday match. night match <laughs> yeah and a great match to begin with united playing uh, yeah i was actually uh, i was off on that day so i was able to sit down and watch the match properly uh, pogba was a re- mm. like really energetic the typical pogba performance that we expect from him and not, he's not still not the one you saw during the euros no no he was it was an all action performance mm. uh, maybe disappointed that he didn't get the goal or mm. the assist but that's okay he's mm. put he looks like a player worth the money that they paid for and considering the age he's going to be there exactly. for a long time goals and talking about goals ibrahimovic no dirt and goals from nah, the, he's from just going man. to keep scoring dude and he he's more than a player i feel ibra has brought that uh, that charisma back to manchester united that you look at them and see the wow player, factor in the yeah team. you look at him and say he's a personality he's mm. someone who's confident mm. to the point of being arrogant at times and that's what we like about him like ibra without his attitude is not a dumbass yeah that's exactly what they have i think in sweden a dictionary there is a thing called zlatanism or is that something like that some one word which uh, they have coined it's like how uh, a word coined after a man that's yeah it's like how <laughs> jk rowling called co- co- you know coined the word muggles oh, it's right. not in the oxford dictionary so similar to that so he he's a personality so i think whatever we see of united now it's because of the people like zlatan coming in people like pogba coming in big names big personality confident pogba is also extremely confident right. in his own ability mm-hmm. so you know that yeah, and you haven't seen a much much of mkhitaryan yet yeah team. so at the moment i think even paul pogba is not completely fit like you know with the preseason training is mm-hmm. not 100% uh, but he still managed to finish the game i think initially the plan was maybe morinho thought he would play maybe an hour mm-hmm. 70 minutes or something like that but he was so you know throwing himself about everywhere so he let him play and mm-hmm. he was a man of the match at the way but given the two matches that united have played and the way the team has played is there a way to stop zlatan ibrahimovic inside the box i can't see a way that a defender can stop him ah uh, you know there is different ways to stop him i suppose like cut the supply lines or play Probably higher because you know he's not really pacey he's not going to get in behind the defense mm-hmm. if you stop the crosses from coming in that especially is a, the, the two games his headers the oh. kind of headers that we don't see often mm-hmm. like he's powered it in he's got you know the wherewithal and the strength to outjump fonte west morgan get the header on target really really like this is what ibra we have known for a long time so and finally getting to see him day and yeah so the he always had a little bit of criticism from yeah. the english side uh-huh. you know saying you know he never proved himself but i think he's done now he's doing it now four goals in three matches speaks for itself yeah that's absolutely brilliant player from one always a huge been a huge fan of him forever so rightly so because that man demands such kind of respect isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely <laughs> moving on from one manchester team to another manchester 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 team pep yes. guardiola's manchester city what a start they have had to the season first match topsy turvy but the second one i still don't think they are a finished product definitely but 4-1 went to a brace from lito yeah, and aguero but 4-1 kind of uh, flatters them in the way the match went they were them you know they had a lot of possession which all the things that we expect from them but you know uh, i don't really think there is still kings to be ironed out for guardiola and that he'll have to come and do it uh, interesting thing in that match was the two penalties that mm-hmm. uh, they gave, both the teams considered one each and uh, i i wanted to talk to you about this because uh, the penalty that they gave is in accordance to the new rule that the premier league has brought mm. you know no physical contact and stuff like that when sterling's penalty right this when he considered mm-hmm. the one he was not looking at the ball is trying to block the player off mm-hmm. got a foul 
similar in the other end also that was actually you know holding him so uh, holding the defender was but holding but if you the, take out the physicality out of football do you also take out the charm from the game see uh, the way i see it's it, always a debatable issue it, it is a debatable issue and the way i see i have two two things in this one is maybe they'll enforce this law for one month two month and then they'll forget about it because there's far too many things happening mm-hmm. and the second thing is like you why are you holding the player you know you are likely to concede a foul so if you have to find another way you know position yourself better or get a better jump or block him off slightly not blatantly mm-hmm. you know all those things you can do as a defender you have to do all those things and we've seen over the years especially stoke city and teams like that mm-hmm. they just hold their you know that the big defenders who yeah, come up for the corners yeah they got the tag of being a rugby team more than a football team yeah, i mean that that's just i i don't like it but it's just part of the game there's mm-hmm. nothing much you can do about it but now with this rule in and having seen you know penalties being considered like this maybe the players will think you know maybe i am likely to concede a foul when something like this happens so he may not physicality know. might move <coughs> another, another that should there would be another aspect to phys- physicality you not this much yeah i mean yeah of course you know you anyway you're jumping for the ball you're mm-hmm. bound to hit someone here mm-hmm. or there that is fine mm-hmm. but uh, this but kind I'm, of blatantly holding players mm-hmm. down that's mm-hmm. just not done we've seen players having their shirts torn right and one guy i saw if anybody is interested there is this uh, twitter handle called dirty footballer they have the most funniest videos <laughs> in twitter so you actually see a guy take the guy's shirt off like his jersey is off because he pulled it so that kind of foul should not yeah. happen in yeah more... talking about torn jerseys euros had a number of them shirt makers have had come oh, yeah, yeah. criticism switzerland shakiri exactly yes. but talking more about this match stoke did stoke look like the team that we know stoke uh, the team stoke about like they are also another side who haven't figured out their identity yet they have creative players boyan arnatovic shakiri mm-hmm. but uh, fli is also mm-hmm. there i think so they have creative players but they just have to find the right blend they're not the old stoke but, with rory dalap used to throw the ball into the right. box exactly yeah they different but you know but in especially this match initial part of the match it looked like stoke had a say in this game but after those two goals yeah but up front they have win it's just not the wind out of their sails mm-hmm. but uh, that's understandable mm-hmm. the interesting match that i really want to talk about is burnley burnley's win over liverpool i have no idea what hit liverpool burnley's, just... burnley's win over <laughs> liverpool and uh, if anybody has not checked the stats it's burnley had 19 one nine oh i think you're just over exact they had 14% position no 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 they had 19% position i think they have 14% position either which way it doesn't bode well for your side so exactly. let's go with 19 so he's got <laughs> i think it's actually 19 he's got 19% position two shots on goal both are goal. yes and, and this the question i want to ask you is i've always said that uh, you don't need to play you know all the crafty football in the world to win the match mm. and uh, they've proved it and uh, uh as a person who had coutinho in his fantasy league and i thought he would do something mm-hmm. what what happened what happened to your team see there are few things that happened first and you can't blame moreno this time no I'm, moreno was out you don't have the person to blame blame it on this time round unfortunately but this time round i think what went wrong was that goal conceded right in the initial minutes of the game that put liverpool on the back seat and from there they were always trying to do the catch up And but then as you, i i'm sure you often heard me say they score too early especially if you are the underdog if you score too early exactly this is not denying the fact that liverpool had chance liverpool should have created chances which they didn't burnley defended exceptionally well put man behind behind the ball and 
they put up they put up a good show in the back also you know do you do you, really do you like jordan henderson mm-hmm. in the deep deep midfield role uh jordan henderson this time around he hasn't lived up to his billing especially in this season but, yeah, yeah i know but it's only been two matches but mm-hmm. did you like do you think he's a good fit in that role because i do, i don't think so could be could not be but but he doesn't have the passing more, range more 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 than jordan henderson i think in that role you i would have started an emery john emery john is not fit is he He, uh, he's he's recover- he was fit for this match he was on the bench so i do, i didn't okay, see yeah, well, i didn't see a reason no, why emrechan i understand with club like emrechan you know club shouldn't have started would have started him or play miller in the middle miller was playing on the uh, he, he was yeah. he was doing the left back jersey doing the moreno jersey Mil- miller can do anything like right? he's <laughs> just one of those <laughs> one of those hard, guys. hard working guys but burnley really played well you cannot uh, take anything out of them no i they, have to say this did burnley him. play well or liverpool did not play well I think it's a it's a, it's it's a mixture of both. Liverpool did not play the way they played against Arsenal. You know, maybe, maybe I I am just this is not uh, I'm, this is just a you know question. That even in the Arsenal game when they won four three, Liverpool had twenty minutes of outstanding football. Otherwise, it was pretty pedestrian. It was. So I think maybe after the first match we were you know got a little bit of wool over our eyes, thinking you know they were. But again, if you concede three goals, you always know that how. tentative your defenses to con- yeah. conceding goals that's something that you can can never look over yes and that's something something i think jurgen klopp should take notice of his defense is still shaky he does has i don't think he still figured out who his uh, starting center forwards are so, sorry center backs are hmm. ragnar klavan looks good but uh, lovren is ag- too inexperienced at this level hmm. but lovren again he has a tendency of going back to undoing all the good work he does in the in three four matches that he plays in that one match especially the first goal which we which liverpool conceded i think it was lovren's mistake to leave wokes give wokes that much of space and time in that area so that he he could turn take a uh, take a side uh, take a side at the goal and then take that hit so lovren got drifted drifted out if he was there in the position he could have blocked that uh, but e- even in the attacking third stars didn't live up to the billing liverpool was restricted to shooting from outside the box that's something that really shocked me because with the kind of players the kind of creative players that liverpool have in i think saido mane being injured was a big big loss could be a, could because be, he is the guy mm, he is the only guy who gives you pace who yeah who can run who in behind can really, who really gives you pace but with the likes of creative guys like coutinho and firmino in your ranks not getting into the box was really disappointing that's what mm. i think that really hit liverpool okay so let's just say liverpool hopefully bounce back next time when they play it's a big yeah, game they're a, playing tottenham hotspur it's very erratic the way they play mm. but let, yeah I, i i think things could i i would personally say it would going to be a draw liverpool tottenham it's an away match i would be happy with that result yeah <laughs> so uh, which which one is like arsenal versus leicester Last... champions really struggling do you see that happening yeah <laughs> i didn't <laughs> expect happening? them to go you know win everything finally <laughs> So yeah, I mean they are tough. Arsenal is not an easy match. Whatever we make fun of Wenger saying he's not spending money and mm-hmm. whatnot, but he is. You know, at the end of the day, Arsenal are Arsenal, and they are what they are. Mm-hmm. And Leicester, a point, you know, at, at Arsenal is not bad. At least that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they still need a defender. Yeah, they still. I mean, they of course they do. But Rob Holding, to his credit, had a good match mm-hmm. in the defense. But going forward, how far do you think Leicester can go? in this season because i don't uh, I, title defense is out of question yes we know that but maybe top 7 top 7 top 10 yeah top 7 i suppose it could be a good season for claudio renneri if he can manage a top 7 is it yeah 
but because he has a champions league so if he goes through makes a quarter finals or something in the champions league hooker by crook you know let's so might have cha- uh, champions league to worry about one team that does not have to worry about champions league i don't i don't like the way that you introduce my team <laughs> it is chelsea fc don't yeah. worry liverpool also does not have champions league to worry about chelsea off to a great start conte's men are doing good good job isn't it uh no i i mean there is still a lot of things to set right in chelsea they're conceding goals they look vulnerable when the other team is in uh, you know has an extended period when they are attacking or something like that it's always a, this is, so uh, from what i understand that kalithu kulibali deal is not going on with napoli so they are looking for another defender. they are looking for another defender maybe they should probably they have a week's time to wrap it up mm-hmm. hopefully they get that done but uh, again i was again happy to see chelsea could you know uh, when they were chasing the game and they were 1-0 down great goal from etienne kapoue for that uh, but horrible defensive error from chelsea to let him be free allow mm-hmm. him to take a touch and then hit the shot somebody put a, at least block the shot it, it, there was nobody close to it so it was a defensive lapse but it a good shot from him but uh, 1-0 down for them to have the substitutions that they have to change the formations to a 4-2-4 or a 4-4-2 which way you want to look at it uh, with two strikers once again it worked bastushai just looks electric maybe it's because we're seeing him you know in bursts rather than a full game but he seems like a good player he scored he scored uh, his opening goal costa who again questionably shouldn't have been on the field for diving antics which should have got him a second yellow but what what was that challenge all about on adrian what that uh, in the first game against uh, West Ham United oh the, the goalkeeper challenge yeah I, uh, he is just one nutcase he'll get you the goals but he's a headache to you know to deal with but he's if you see Francesc Fabregas we all I, I have had severe doubts about his position in this team and i think he might just be the guy who Conte brings in to unlock defense because he can do that his pass that one pass split the like the game completely open Costa had a lot of work to so do. So was it a change in tactics that worked for Conte or was it a change in personnel that worked for Conte? I think it's a bit of both because when you the another thing we were discussing mm-hmm. before this uh, when we started doing the podcast is I feel because of the shift from the formation from a two striker to a single striker for like over a decade now I think mm-hmm. Mourinho is the first person to bring it in the first time in Chelsea in 2004-2005. he bought the 433 mm-hmm. and now we see every team playing a variation of 433 so when you have two strikers you never, you never have two strikers playing yeah so now you team. have now when you suddenly have two strikers playing the defenders maybe they are not totally aware of how to handle the two strikers because they move off of each other uh, if you remember watford last year but that can't be an excuse at a no i'm, I'm just saying because watford last year when dini and uh, igalo were playing mm. up front together they people couldn't find igalo was scoring so many goals and similar to that every time chelsea is shifted it's only two but still both the times they shifted to a 442 or a 424 whichever way you want to look at it uh, he, they have had more chances and i like the fact that there is that option and but i at the same time i feel maybe defenders they're so used to handling one guy and having wingers drift from inside or the midfielder are coming in now you have two people pegging the two center backs back and then a midfield runner coming in maybe the winger comes in or winger goes out he drags the full backs and full backs have more more role to play this time around uh full backs and they they have to watch out for the guy from midfield who's coming running in so if all of them are stretched apart i think i think that's a major problem with uh, teams now not being able to defend two strikers up front we are not used to doing that quite often 
No, because, yeah, because none of the teams yeah. do it. Every team, every top team has one striker. A single striker. They all go with a single striker and inverted wingers or, you know, inside winger, inside forward, whatever you want to call them. So, they're coming in. Now, you have, when, when Chelsea brought in Victor Moses, he was a guy who's hug, hugging the touchline. And you had Hazard who was coming in. And then you had these two strikers who were pushing forward. And Bastushai and Costa are both pacey strikers. They can get in behind defence. So, it's always a danger. So, it's just one of those things that we were uh, discussing about. No, I, I actually do feel it's a big problem for the defenders when you have two strikers because they're not aware. Like a player, maybe if it was a Rio Ferdinand and Vidic, they could manage because they were playing at the time, started playing at the time when they were 4-4-2, two strikers. And later on, you know, everything changed or whatever. But uh, nowadays, the youngest defenders especially... Not maybe, used to doing that. Yeah, maybe it's an English thing. Maybe the Premier League clubs are a little bit more... Uh, but what about La Liga where Barcelona have... Yeah, so Big I, names. we are just running out of time they for the podcast, a, so let's just breeze through it. So, they started off on a flyer with a 6-2. Yeah. 6-2 win over Real Betis. Yep. Suarez with a hat-trick. Suarez with a hat-trick, Messi chipping in. Yeah, this is a typical Barcelona performance. Mm-hmm. Arda Thoran also got a goal got, from that match. Got a match. goal, yes. So, it's a typical Barcelona, what we expected them to do. Mm-hmm. They were dominant position. And mind yeah. you, Neymar is not even in the team yet. Yeah, it's okay. He was busy with the Brazil team winning the gold gold in the Rio Olympics. Yeah, I, I just want pe- like I know a lot of people are people are happy that Brazil won the Olympics for the first time, mm. but this does not change the fact that Brazilian football is not good enough. At, mm. I mean, not yeah. good enough. At least not at the not level at the that level. we expected them to be, exactly. or they, where they have been for so long. Mm. So this is just papering down the cracks. This is not done. Uh, oh, by the way, similar talking about papering on the cracks. Uh, Sam Allardyce is actually open to John Terry returning to England. Uh, and he said Joe Hart is his number one. Yeah, it's okay. Like, Butland is, you know, another it's one. Phrase. He's getting back from injury. I think he only has Fraser Foster as the other option. But to have John Terry come back, like I'm a huge JT fan because he's been the captain of my uh, the club that I support for such a long time. But I I I feel, really feel he shouldn't be going back to the England England national team because. Not because he's not good enough, but because we have the, the team has to look forward. It's not like you're, you're just doing this to get by for the first three months or four months or a year of your tenure, saying, oh, we didn't concede much or we had such a big personality. No. John Stones, Chris Malling, they are the two centre-backs that you have. You need to play them. Yeah, play them together. You may lose the friendlies, it's fine. Play it's them together. It's no, no longer about the friendlies. It's about the World Cup qualifier matches for England, isn't it? Yeah, this one is, I'm talking about the friendlies that they have here and there. Mm-hmm. So, even if in the qualifiers, these two are your centre-backs. You know they are going to be there in the World Cup. Get them playing. John Terry is in his end of his career. He may not play until the next World Cup. Right. So, you don't want somebody to just come in and partner. Give them the long, you know, two-year build-up to the big showdown. So Well, we were talking about the La Liga. Just yeah, sorry. Just Barcelona. Uh, so, and then Real Madrid. Biggest rival, Real Madrid. They are off to another 3-0 victory. Where Gareth, Bale, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. Huge fan. Bale is just the kind of goals he scores got. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a team player. He's the kind of winger that you want in your team because he scores and set up. If I'm not wrong, Cristiano was not there in this team. He's injured or he's yeah, he, still that, recuperating. Yeah, yeah, he's not fit. fit. And Atletico Madrid, unfortunately, a draw to begin with. Yeah. Against Alaves, if I'm rightly pronouncing their ah, name. Yeah, the new side. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new side, Las Palmas, I think their name is. Yeah. Yes, Las Palmas. First ever win in First ever win. And against Valencia. Valencia. It's never an easy job to do that. Oh, yeah. I, apparently it is. <laughs> oh, now with yeah. they doing it, I think everything yeah, I mean, is Neville has made sure 
Everything like, happens in Valencia. Yes. Against Valencia, if not with Yeah, Valencia. so you can't blame Gary Neville now. That that team is all a little bit yeah. messed up in itself. It's not about Gary Neville. He's this good. This seems like a far cry from the team that went to the Champions League final. But probably I think Gary Neville is better now with Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, he is great on TV. I, I would much prefer watching him there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's all we have for this episode, isn't it? Uh, no, I just wanted to have a couple of few other things mentioned. Okay, yes, Sandeep has something to say. Yes, uh, for all the people who scored, told Higuain is fat, he scored the winner. Oh my god. He's come off the bench and scored the winner. Uh, and he said, keep the hatred coming, it'll make me better. So, I like That's I like strikers striker. who have an attitude. Cocky strikers? <laughs> he has an attitude and it's okay. We, we always knew. You, you know. We always knew yeah. they were going to score. Uh, you know, he, he, he you know, these strikers like him. Mm-hmm. He always knows where to be. He doesn't have to run ninety kilometers through in, in a match. He just has to be. It's like right just time. See, uh, imagining Zlatan Ibrahimovic without his cockiness. Just work. Just doesn't work, is it? Uh, I don't know if you. You need that attitude them. coming along with your performance. Yeah, yeah, that you do. <laughs> but which is fine. And uh, sticking with the Italian Serie, uh, the new guy, the new goalkeeper, sixteen-year-old, who made a debut for AC Milan last season. Uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma, I think his name. It's is. an Italian name. Yeah. Okay. So he he is right. now going to be the next Gianluigi Buffon. Oh, That's all they're saying. He's also Gianluigi. So uh, Donnarumma, he's remember this name. He's already made a name for himself. Uh, he is still with Milan. Yeah, AC Milan won three two. Bakka scored a hat trick, mm-hmm. and uh, he's saved a last minute penalty. Rossoneri. Yeah, like I mean, they're no, they're nowhere close to being anywhere of you know what we were used to AC Milan with Chevchenko, mm-hmm. Rui Costa, Kaka, Maldini. Maldini. I used to be scared to play against them in FIFA because they had Stam Kafu, Nesta, Stam Kafu, Nesta, Maldini. That was their backline. Like, how do you play against a team now, like that? Now, uh, Juventus has that kind of backline. Yeah, backline that you fear. Yeah, same. But uh, that was another level because of the personality that they mm-hmm. had in that goal and Dida in goal. So anyway, I just wanted to make these two points. Yeah, this is, I think, I think, yeah, I think I'm also yeah. done with my Sandeep done with his pointers, his insights into the game. Yeah. I think tactically we spoke a lot today. I think yes. Yeah. Just exceeded a bit. Really yeah. sorry about that. Sorry we about hope, the length of the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Do, do keep sending in your suggestions so that we improve from episode to episode, isn't it? Yes. Really yes, we really want to. We are actually yeah. really putting a lot of effort into this. That's so okay. I really hope uh, you guys like it and yes. we can improve. Yeah, follow us on our Facebook page. It's called Injury Time. Yeah, and the injury. Twitter handle. It's and the Twitter yeah, Twitter. It's Injury Time IND. Yes. Uh, or else you can follow us on Twitter. It's Peter speaking and Sandy the Man. Yes, quite yeah. simple Twitter it's, handles. Uh, not the best. Or you can just read through the description of this very podcast. You can find all the Twitter handles and the Facebook page there. Yeah. So, and uh, thank you for listening. Thanks a lot and have, have a great week.